Welcome to the podcast, the destination for insightful discussions and interviews on the appreciation, conservation, and husbandry of reptiles with a focus on turtles and tortoises. Now, let's join our team of turtle nerds. Podcast episode 92, back and better than ever. I'm Anthony, here with my esteemed colleague and good buddy, Steve Enders. Hi, Steve. Hey, everybody. Good to see you guys again tonight. Yeah. Hopefully we've uh, Looks like we've got a couple of viewers hopping in already as they see it nice. popping up on Facebook. Nice. They're like, could it be true, a podcast? Yeah, yeah. it's happening. You know, I, I, I just thinking about this, you know, since... Um, like uh, we, there's not necessarily a preset link that everybody's gone to. We probably ought to like slow play the intro a little bit as people like kind of hook in. I know? thought the same thing too. We're doing an intro that's that's going to be heard live by like one and a half people. But yeah, but. we've got eight now. So let let's try it again. We've got eight viewers. Let's, oh, let's welcome, really welcome. let them have a good one now. Welcome <laughs> to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Episode ninety two. I'm Anthony, and that is Steve, and we are here for your listening and viewing pleasure. Thank you so much for for giving us the honor of spending some time with you to chat about turtles of all things, if you can believe it. Turtles. There are actually there's actually a subculture of people that care about shelled reptiles, colonians, if you will. So much so that they'd be willing to tune in and spend some of their free time on no notice, by the way. Uh because uh, getting the word out there isn't necessarily something that we do all the time and definitely wasn't something we did this month. So if you do tune in, thank you so much. And uh, thank you for always tuning in. So we're here to, uh, to chat with you about turtles. Uh, we've got a couple things we wanted to, to talk to you about tonight. And then also just, you know, love this as an opportunity for us to get together and, and catch up. Uh, if you were here last time, you heard us talk to Ralph Till. It was a wonderful episode. Uh, we try to mix in episodes with a guest, episodes without a guest, and so we can cover some of the topics that we really we really care a lot about, updates on things, that sort of thing. And uh, you know that uh, Chris hasn't been on lately, and then also that um, Kevin, two two episodes, episodes ago, uh, Kevin hilariously, I, we didn't even make this up, it would have been a great bit to do, but Kevin tried the entire time to get on and couldn't. And then the last show, he worked late, so he wasn't here. But Kevin will be joining us, and we'll see if it'll take the entire show this time for him to show up. That'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm embarrassed to even say it. I mean, right? It, like like truth is stranger than fiction, right? Like yeah, yeah. That's a good that's a good way to put it. And then I also just have to give the disclaimer that um, I maybe forgot, I had maybe like you know a busy day at work, and I got home. And for a split, I knew all day we were doing a podcast tonight. We texted about it, Steve, and, and we texted with Kevin, and we were talking about it. And it had been the plan for a long time. This was going to be the next show. I think I mentioned it on the last show that we were going to be on this time, uh, this day. And for whatever reason, I got home, and I, I was tired. I got called. I'm on call for the animal hospital um, like 24-7, and I was called both nights over the weekend and, and woken up both nights over the weekend. We had a, a small fire at the hospital, literally at one point, oh. which turned out to not be a big deal, but it was, but it really yeah. literally was. And then um, I think yesterday we had someone just kind of leave their, their pet and abandon it. So they wanted uh, help on mm -hmm. what, what they should do and guidance on what they should do. But anyway, I didn't get any sleep. So I've been really like kind of running on fumes and I got home 
today and forgot about the podcast for a split second and decided to take a healthy swig of NyQuil around 5 p.m. So, like, I'm going to bed early tonight. This is going to be great. By, like, 7 o'clock, I'm going to be zonked out. And here we are at 7 o'clock Eastern starting the podcast. So this, so this could you, get interesting. Uh, if you fall asleep in the next, uh, you know, 15 to 20 minutes, you know, everybody knows why now. So, right. Like everyone will be like, Oh man, Anthony's definitely got a drinking problem. He was like slurring his words on the podcast. Uh, yeah, I drink some <laughs> just a little bit, but I'm a lightweight. So we'll see how that goes. Anyway, we are here and, uh, happy to chat about turtles. Uh, Steve, let's, let's talk about your week, your weekend. You were not awoken by, people trying to put out fires you were you were doing something no. much more interesting that i think our viewers will be more interested in than, than what i was doing yeah so um in the last two weekends in fact uh we were out uh, our turtle room wood turtle uh population monitoring project uh the last two weekends we were out we we're doing our second and third weekends of our fall survey season um so i don't know some of you probably know i get up super early during the week that's why he's yawning. You know, teaching. Uh, don't yawn. And, I can't handle listening to someone yawn yeah. right now. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm going to fall right out. I'll do my best. I didn't, and, I didn't oh, even feel that tired until that moment. Okay. Yeah. So with uh, with the one uh, with the distance uh, to our survey site on Saturdays, um, I've been getting up at my normal 4:30, so I can get some turtle chores done. So I was still up super early on Saturday, maybe even earlier than Anthony got woken up for that little fire, um, <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, was headed out to survey site one. Um, so uh, the site that we do on Saturdays is actually, um, it's our newer of the sites. We've been there. Um, this was our third fall uh, there. So we've basically completed two and a half years worth of surveys there. Um, we survey time, one. Time flies, man. It's it like, does. It does. It's wild. It's just wild. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, we survey 1.25 kilometers uh, of stream there. And um, we basically just walk it one direction and that's it. So 1.25 kilometers. All right. To put it in perspective at our other site, um, we survey two kilometers. We've been surveying that site officially uh, since um, fall of 2017 was when we did our first official like survey outside of the preliminary work. If you include the preliminary work, we started in spring of 2016. So uh, we've either completed like five and a half or seven full years if you count all the way back uh, worth <laughs> of surveys. Um, and again, so this that one's two kilometers and we actually then walk it back. So we basically end up spending about four kilometers a stream, you know, two up and two back. Which is um, wild. Like you, I, I, in, unless you're actually there and you do it, you can't really quantify what that means like those streams full of like slippery rocks big rocks and like your muck mud yeah, sand silt it's, gravel it's, all sorts of different substrates sometimes it's a challenging walk it's, oh yeah oh yeah it's a really challenging walk you you slip and fall and you know four kilometers is you know a nice walk but when you're yeah, yeah and that one's more time, challenging to yeah, that one's more challenging of a walk than the other one. Um, it's mm -hmm. rockier in the streams. Um, you know, and you're familiar with that site. You've been out, uh, you know, a couple times there. Um, yeah. But so, uh, cool thing, this this on Saturday, at the newer site, 
half the distance, half the length of time, we marked our 100th unique turtle in that site. 100. That's amazing. That's amazing. Which is really cool. Yeah, because um, you're, you're not just, putting transmitters on animals and you're not. No, 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 no. species no, like, right. like, like diamondback terrapins where they all come up to nest at the same time in the same spots and like, uh, you know, there's easier or you're trapping or whatever. Like you are just, that's how right. many wood turtles you guys have found while going out. Different ones because you're finding them. Right. You know, re- recaptures all the time as well, which is so cool. right. So we, yeah, so we actually ended up hitting a uh, uh, 101 unique turtles marked as of Saturday. So, uh, number 100, well, the hundredth turtle found, it's not marked to number 100. Uh, you know, I can yeah. tell you some things that happened with field work along the way. Um, it's actually marked to number 98, but it was our hundredth marked turtle. Uh, mm-hmm. was a one year old, a one year old. Wow. That's so really cool. rare. Like we don't, we found, we found two hatchlings there and we've, we've seen, um, a couple two-year-olds, couple, like we get a, actually a fair bit of juveniles there, but to find a one-year-old was really, really cool. Um, and actually right near it, we found, uh, a two-year-old that we had previously captured. So I think that was our first recapture of a two-year-old. Um, wow. Really interesting. Uh, any, uh, any idea, anyone have any idea or theories uh, as to why you found a two-year-old and a one-year-old, because that's rare to to find well, them at I, any time, right? Well, so we've been finding a like I don't know the exact count, but we've probably found at least a half dozen two, three-year-olds there. At least um, there's a, there's definitely good recruitment happening in, happening in this population. We have you know so we've we've notched turtles everywhere from one-year-old. We've had two-year-olds, three-year-olds. Well, we've had hatchlings, one-year-olds, two-year-olds, three-year-olds. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've we've counted four, five, six. Like I, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if we've hit every age we can count up until we stop being able to count, which in our populations tends to be in the mid to upper teens. We, you know, uh, either the plasterns get too worn uh, to count or whatever. Um, but then you know we have that. we have some really old we have some really old turtles in these populations as well. So we've got we've got everything from hatchlings to, you know, probably 60 or older, you know, turtles marked. Uh, That's really cool. I was going to ask, I, I feel like in the, the work or the, I guess I don't do field work. I go and, and uh, visit people who do field work. So in my visits to field study sites in New York with wood turtles, um, I felt like the, the limit there for how, how far you could go with reliable uh, using the annuli, the rings with growth rings on the, on the shell of the wood turtles was 12 years, if I remember correctly. So I was oh, going to ask, I was gonna ask you what, what, what you guys know. We, we feel like we can typically get into, into that like mid to upper teeth, like 15, 16, 17. Um, it depends on the turtle. Um, uh, so uh, the 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 oldest scute is where they start to wear flat soonest. Um, so it typically gets really hard to count those early ones. And then as you're approaching 20 uh, towards the center of the turtle, like they get so close together, it can also mm-hmm. get really challenging because they're just not growing much. Yeah, they're not in, growing in as year. fast once um, they mature. Yep. Right. And – and, you know, I, I, I've talked to researchers from far, uh, farther north that can count way more rings. But like we see with a, a lot of other species, like a bunch of the Graptomus, for instance, 
um, like some of the northern graptomists, they grow slower, but ultimately grow bigger, you know, over time. And some of the wood turtles in the northeast and up into Canada, it's kind of the same thing going on. Um, and so they end up, they have a lot less activity as well because they have a smaller mm-hmm. active season. So they yeah. get less of that wear and other things from trucking around and stuff. So like I've talked with one guy who I think he can count between 30 and 40 in, in a population in Canada. So um, that's amazing. Yeah, it really is. Um, it's a, it, it, we'd never be able to do that. They just wear too much. Um to, to be able to accurately do that. But we, we typically get into that, like I would say 13 to 17 is kind of the norm before we lose counting, depending on the, on the, on the turtle. Um, and, and I just want yeah. to give uh, just for people out there who, who aren't sure. Graptum is, uh, Graptum is, Graptum is, uh, is, Oh, uh, you know, you're talking Graptum is map. Yeah, so map turtles is, is what uh, Steve was talking to. And then we were talking about, Glyptomys in Sculpta, the wood turtle, North American wood turtle, that we were talking about counting the rings, uh, the growth rings, uh, using the annuli, those how many yearly, um, you know, growth rings there are on a, on a turtle to count how old they are. And uh, you can't do that on a lot of turtles, uh, reliably or at all on, on a lot of turtles. So uh, right. people will ask that all the time, like, you know, or, or I'll see comments online that someone will say, like, well, you can count the rings to know. And like, well, you can on some species, but on a lot, you it's not reliable or or right. not even able to do it at all. So I just wanted to, to make sure that we uh, gave those little disclaimers. Hi, Kev. Oh, he's muted. Hey guys. You're muted. Sorry. Oh. No, you were delayed. Can you hear me? We can. We can. We can hear awesome. you. Well, no, your video is a little hiccupy, but we can he's hear delayed. You. He's crazy. He's crazy delayed, Steve. It's gonna. That's it. We're kicking him out again. <laughs> kicking him out. Nah, I think I think we're good. No, yeah. we're not good. Mm. He's out. Hi, two turtle Tom. I know you. And and I, I also want to say too on these on these more laid back episodes, I'd love to hear from from folks who are uh, in the chat as well, if there's something that interests you or, oh, bye, Kev, Kev left. He's going to try again. This It's happening again, just like last time. Uh, I didn't I didn't notice the delay. I just noticed uh, uh, skipping video. Oh, the he, audio was, sounded he was way delayed for me. Maybe maybe it was just on my end. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but uh, um, anyway, so where were we? I just want, before we, before we continue, oh, yeah, I just okay. want to say, so if, if anybody wants to, uh, you know, to throw some things our way that they want to talk about, we'd love to do that. Uh, if there's something that you're really interested in, or if we if we touch on something and you'd like to go, to go in more detail, when we don't have a guest, we have the luxury of kind of letting the conversation go where it needs to go. So, so with that, Steve, where were you? Steve, you just froze for me.
Oh, there we go. Hi. I left and came back because you, you froze for me. Yeah, no, I think on my end, for whatever reason, I was having statics. So, uh, oh, know. yeah. Okay, good. So, Steve, you but, froze this. All right. So let's try this again. Oh, man, what a night. <laughs> hey, welcome to the podcast. Oh, what a Episode night. 92. This is great. Thanks great. for joining us, everybody. Um, all right. So um, uh, it looks like I'm. Uh, it looks like I'm, I'm reconnected well here. Uh, Can so, I just say something, uh, Steve? Yeah. From my perspective, it is. <laughs> Greg is so funny. It is hard to soar with the eagles when you're surrounded by turkeys, guys. I'm trying my best here. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Greg. Greg oh. thought it was mushrooms night on the podcast. It is. It is. I watched an awesome documentary <laughs> on mushrooms recently. Oh my gosh, it was so interesting. It was so interesting. Mushrooms are amazing. I can't hear Kevin. He's, yeah, he's delayed for me. Is so, he delayed for you, Steve? Audio's in and out. Audio's in and out. He's a mess. He's just a mess. It's mushrooms night. So, NyQuil um, night. <laughs> let's try to let's try to try to find our track again here. Do it. Prove it. Um, How about that? That's better. We'll see. We'll see how long it lasts. Yeah. Nope. Cutting in and out. I have no idea what's going on. All right. Let's try to get on track here. Um, where were we, Anthony? Dude, I have no idea. Mushrooms night. That's all I remember. It's a pineal gland. Pineal? Uh, I think that's a lizard thing, but I'm not sure. Um, it's the third eye. Um, like the pineal gland. Oh, that was good. Hi, Kev. Hey, guys. I was just pineal watching Steve Irwin talk about that gland. today. I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm not, I'm not a scientist. Chat is woke tonight. We're not talking about anything. We're just reading the chat. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Okay, so like I said, where were we? Somebody in the chat, help us out. Where were we when things it's started getting cool. wonky? All night. Great. Uh, yeah, so I'm hearing you fine, Kevin. Uh, the video is definitely um, not in sync with your voice, but that's the way it goes. Um, I'm gonna do this all uh, night. Let's just stick with Thanks. it. Yeah, we could, we could, let's just stick with it. Um, uh, yeah. So we, I feel like we were in the middle of something with wood turtles, but I don't remember what it was and we're planning on getting to the Everglades trip for sure. Um, this is good. Like, come on, help me out. Where were we? Like, seriously, we were, wood turtles. We were talking about, right. But I'm where were we? You. That's what I'm trying to ask. Like, we were, where we were, were we? Uh, you marked your hundredth turtle. We talked about marking young ones and old ones. And then we talked about, um, we talked about growth annuli. That's it. I don't know where you were going after. Okay. That. Is that where we, I couldn't, could, I thought we were headed somewhere after that. And I couldn't remember where you were. Well, you it. probably were headed somewhere, but I was just hanging on to your coattails. You were, you okay. were taking us there. I don't know where it was. Got it. Um, this is this is this is epic. This is the crash. Yeah, oh, They're going to talk about so, this one on the E True Hollywood yeah, so, story uh, about we the don't, downfall uh, so, of the room. Yeah, we don't pit tag Greg. Um, the state, for whatever reason, mm -hmm. has never wanted us to pit tag wood turtles for whatever reason. Um, the reasoning, last I knew, was that nobody's ever done it. 
Apparently there's no paper on pit tagging wood turtles, so they won't let us pit tag wood turtles. At least that's the way I understand it. It's kind it's of interesting. Silly, you figure they treat it like like veterinary other care turtle? for turtles. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't need to have the study done on all 300 plus species to be able to to help with veterinary care when when there's a sick animal. Yeah. You just do the best you can. Yeah, no idea. Um, you know, we're, we're <clears throat> we'll try to get that changed uh, at some point. But yeah, no pit tags. Um, so when we mark, we're just we're just notching any, shells. Any other paper? Um, what was that? They won't allow any other paper on pit tagging turtles. Uh, not for wood turtles, apparently. I don't know. No. Um, I'm just saying that. I mean, because they they, they won't wild. let us pit tag other turtles. Like they've let us pit tag other turtles, not wood okay. turtles. Gotcha. Um, so anyway, so we just hard notch, right? Um, so we actually had another first this fall. It was in our first weekend of the fall. So that would have been one, two, three weekends ago, you know, ago. Uh, would have been mid-October. Um, for the first time ever, we came across uh, the shell of one we had previously marked, uh, a deceased turtle. Um so uh also that was at our newer site. So um We've marked 101 unique turtles there, but there are 100 unique turtles living that we know of since we found one of those 101 that was deceased. Um, so that was a bummer. But again, it was bound to happen one of these times, right? At some point, we were going to come across, you know, the, the the deceased shell of one of our turtles. Um, you know, it was bound to happen, especially at that site where we were getting close to 100. So uh, it was a I don't remember how I was. I think it was an older turtle but sadly it was a female and that was the biggest bummer so um yeah they won't let you take the shell in that case to use for educational purposes either right uh it It wouldn't have been worth it it had it had clearly been in in the stream way too long um like it was uh like it's losing scutes it's got algae like it's decomposing it's gotten broken like it it was not in good shape so we just left it i don't know if they'd let us take it or not but we were just like we'll just leave it because it was it was in rough shape so Hmm. like when when uh the searcher found it at first he's like i think i have one but it's like the ugliest turtle we've ever seen and sure enough, it's because the shell was just kind of, you know, all the pretty markings and stuff are either decomposing or getting covered with algae or other things or whatever. So um, the, the body had already been eaten out of it. You know, it had been dead long enough that it was just shell. So. That's interesting. I see that with with deceased turtles sometimes the high um, the high contrast that you see in their in their markings goes away. Yeah, um, when really. They, when they pass it, away. Yeah, and and like red coloration and things like that that make right. individual animals really attractive can can go away when right when the it fade, yeah a lot of a lot of those things fade for sure uh, yeah so that was kind of a bummer but like I said it you know an expected part uh, of the process at some point um, so uh, yeah it was a really great fall um, we had a day of like 21 turtles or whatever, a couple, uh, you know, in the, into the into the teens uh, at that site. And we had three really good days at our old site where we keep finding random new turtles. Like it's a small site. We've been there. Feels like a million times. Right. Um, we've got 37 or so unique marked turtles there. 
That's awesome. Um, so actually some cool notes about that site too. We saw some we saw some turtles that we hadn't seen in a very long time. Um, one turtle, um, Anthony, remember when we were out there doing the preliminary work, we found this one really pretty young female that was like eight, nine. I think you might've been the one to find her around that one stump where we found like two or three turtles. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Right. So we saw that turtle. Actually, I um, definitely do. I definitely remember. Yeah. Uh, so we saw the last time we saw that turtle was in 2018 uh, when she would have been like 12 or something like that. Um, we finally saw her again. And so one of the things that we're planning on doing is just kind of going back and looking and seeing the, the annual I count and see just how it lines up with our known capture times. Um, and then we saw another turtle. So um, some background we were planning on using a different notch system um, when we started. And so we were starting to use a different notch system. And then PA clarified something that wasn't clear in their original permit. They're like, no, you need to be using this other notch system. So we had a few notches, like scutes that got used for the first notch system that don't get used in the current one. Um, <clears throat> so we had to remark those under the new notch system and ignore the notches that were like on scutes that don't get used. We recaptured a turtle this weekend. I think it was this weekend. It might've been last weekend. Uh, but we recaptured a turtle that we had not seen since like the first fall of official studies in 2017. So we're talking five years. Um, we marked her, uh, I think it was a female. She was number five. So I think we saw her the second ever official weekend. And so we finally recaptured her, you know, now, which is really cool. Um, so, yeah, some really cool stuff this this fall for sure. Just, you know, especially as you get to know a population. Steve, I got a question for you, sir. Yeah. It's been five years. You have a few sites. Where do you see this going? Like, how far do you want it to go? You, like, you could work so the, or get people working in. Yeah, so the initial intention, I think, was at least 10 years at a site um, with the idea that, you know, it takes turtles a long time to kind of uh, recruit and replace their populations. Survival rate of hatchlings isn't great. They don't lay a ton of eggs every year kind of thing. So the idea was probably like 10 plus years to actually get an idea. Is this population um, stable, shrinking, growing, right? Okay. And then after that point, it could – then after that point, you can ask some different questions if they're growing, how do we keep them growing, for instance? Or if they're declining, how do we, how, how might we um, try to learn more about them to uh, conserve their population and maybe turn that trend around? Um, there's some other things that could be done super long term. Um, nobody actually really knows how long wood turtles live in the wild. And part of the reason for that is. You need to mark a turtle when it's young enough that you can count the annuli and then continue to find it decades later, right? So, like, I think one of the things that we think would be really cool to eventually be able to do is, even if it's not us, is have somebody, you know, back out there in 40, 50 years um, going like, okay, 
we now have a wood turtle we know can live like 65, 70 years because, you know, we had, you know, tracked its age for a while and somebody then found it again or something like that's a simple thing. But to me, like, I think that'd be really cool to find out. Right. It's like just how long does a wood turtle live? And we, you know, we have all these estimates that we use based on the where we see in the shell in our area. Uh, that we go, okay, this animal's probably like 40 or this one's probably 60 or, okay, it's probably 20, you know, but it'd be really cool to eventually like know that, oh, these guys can live to at least to X number of time. But, you know, nobody's ever been able to officially declare that because you just, there's just no way to know with wild turtles. Yeah. So, um, so there could be lots of different directions, um, but the idea would be 10 plus years and then do and then run some actual data and be like, are they growing, shrinking, whatever, and um, go from there. That's going to be out there, Steve, 50 years from now. I yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be alive, but I probably won't be uh, tromping Ooh. through creeks too, uh, too much. So. I like that. Uh, I like that uh, positive outlook, that optimism. I think you can go out and just set up a lawn chair at like the, the, where, the where you start the, the four kilometer trek back and forth. And you can just have the young aspiring researchers they out there. People. They just, yeah, you know, they just want like your, you to autograph your book. And then they go out and, and walk the creek for you and, and you just sit there and process the turtles. And you're like, oh, I remember you. I found this turtle. It was number five. I remember her. Yep. Yeah. Anthony found her. That guy who died 30 years ago. Tall guy. That's what it would be like, I think. I'm starting to get delirious. Can you tell? This is fun. Yeah, the, night, the NyQuil is kicking in, folks. This, this is actually in. a really good got, idea. I can't, I can't believe it took us 92 going. episodes to realize <laughs> yeah, been on some scissor. Been on some sip. Uh, uh, yeah, it's happening. Can you? Yeah. Can you protect a nest on nesting? Can you put a, a nest like protector on roughly when it's time for it to hatch? You can go there and mark those like hatchlings, and you have a, a better shot of that. Um. So, like right now, we don't know where they nest. Okay. At either population, like we have, we can guess, right? And we like with the bigger population, it's it's more obvious to see where there would be nesting habitat. Um, it's a little more challenging at the other site. Um, they're very different in um, the, the 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 older site with the smaller population is very wooded on on all sides. Um, it's very much a wooded stream. The the newer site that we're at, uh, where we have the bigger population, it's wooded on like half of it. And then a lot of the other half is like ag land or it's a little more open. Right. So it's really easy to see, Oh, they, they could easily hop out and nest and uh, you know, all these other things. Um, there's a lot of, of, uh, bigger populations where it's, where it's wooded on one side to provide that shelter. And then you've got the other side that's a little more open in ag land as well. So, um, you know, another possible step, and we'd like to eventually do it, is throw some trackers on some of them to actually figure out where they hibernate and where they nest, right? Because um, that, that'd be another question, it, you know, you could ask is where, if you do need to conserve them, where do they nest so we could try to protect nests? Okay. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What does that look like from a tracking perspective for technology? How long do these so, trackers last? For instance, organization, 
they last for like a year, year and a half. Yeah. So it depends on the type of tracker, but yeah, you have, so you've got radio tracking, which I know Anthony's gotten some experience with, with my, with Michael Musnick. And those are cheaper than the GPS trackers, which you don't necessarily need to go out in the field to know where they are. Right. So that, that has some of its benefits as well. The radio tracking, you've got to get out there with the, the device, right. To figure out where they are pros and cons both ways. Cause the radio trackers are a lot cheaper and their batteries last longer than the GPS ones do. Um, so, uh, one of the other things that we have to figure out yet too is, and half of it is luck with weather. We've got way more males marked than females at our sites, but we think we might need to get out a little later into the fall a little bit to, cause we think the females come back to the stream later, um, than the males do. So that's some, you know, some other things to kind of figure out with, the uh, the trouble is the two populations are just different enough in, altitude and in latitude that um a good time at the one site is too early at the other and a good time at the uh, and like and a good time at the other site could possibly be too late at the other right because um even though you could drive probably between them and i want to say on a straight line in probably less than two hours right? Uh, the path that you would take to drive the shortest route between them would take less than two hours. Um, like they're, they're different enough from temperatures lat and all sorts of other factors. Like we especially see it in the, in the spring and the fall with how quickly the leaves are growing on the trees or how quickly they're falling on the trees, off the trees or whatever. Um, they're, they're different enough that it's, uh, it's challenging to pick three weekends that are going to be good for all three sites to get out there and kind of maximize what we're trying to do. So. I did want to stop and just mention that, com that question in the chat um, from hard shell to herps. Uh, does someone right. need to go to school to be able to do field work? Because that's like a dream of mine. Uh, and the answer of course is no, you don't have to go to school. Now it helps if you're a student and you're really eager you know, to get out there and do things and make contacts and, and that sort of thing, because it does take, you know, proving yourself a, a project like the one that we're talking about is not something necessarily that's just like, hey, bring the whole family and everyone from your town to come and see where these turtles are. Uh, but over time, you know, if you're affiliated with organizations or if you've been a volunteer on other projects, then there's kind of like... Um, there's potential for opportunity like that to open up over time. Uh, there are some projects that are more open to the public, like the TSA opens up certain surveys for, you know, less threatened species, really important surveys nonetheless, through their NAFTURG initiative uh, down in Florida. And then also I believe they've done some in Texas as well that have been pretty open just to like TSA members. Am I saying anything that's not true? Steve? No, I think you're I think you're good. Um, you do need to be a TSA member to attend uh, NAFTRIG surveys. Um, and to be a they, TSA uh, member, you just have to pay 50 bucks for the year. So. Uh, if you're a student, it's even less. Yeah, it's so. like half, right? 25, 30? Yeah, something like that. It might be like 30. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's definitely a um, it's definitely uh, not expensive. Um, if uh, a lot of their surveys happen in Florida is typically where the most open volunteer ones are, although there are yeah. some in uh, in Texas as well that get done. Um, anyway, yeah. I said that. I did a good job. Yeah, you did. 
I'm impressed. I blacked out. Right. I don't remember. But right. thank you. Too busy trying to get this. Uh, so, right, quick rem yeah, quick reminder here for everybody before we uh, we transition a little bit. Um, so the new calendar has been on sale in uh, the store for several weeks. Um, through tomorrow, you can get a dollar off. Uh, when Full you dollar. The calendar. Better order now. Um, so yeah, order now. Save yourself a buck off of every calendar you buy, even if you buy a dozen of them, which some people do. And they're a great gift for turtle-loving friends and family. So buy yourself 17 do. of them and keep one for yourself and give 16 to your closest turtle-loving friends. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. I do buy, buy personally buy like 70. Prove it. The photo that ticker in thing is cool, right? Kevin just said that in the chat, but yeah. in, the, in our personal chat here that you guys can't see because we're we're scandalous like that. Uh, the ticker is is interesting. It's uh, it's pretty good. I feel like I want to get like we're gonna get the Monday Night Football score on there. In a couple yeah, of we've days. used it occasionally. I figured this was a good moment to bust it out again. So that's what's up. Watch out for those uh, those codes out taken at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look out. Uh. So, um, Anthony, we've we've had a couple requests for um, for you to talk about your Florida trip. I know you hit up. Um, I know I know you were down in the Everglades, but you also visited our friend Ty Park at uh, Iguana Land as well. And uh, in case any, in case not everybody knows, there are actually some uh, turtle rooms. The turtle room sent him some animals for his yep. exhibits as well down there. He and said so, it as soon um, as I got there. He was he was so thankful. He's he's very. He keeps score. He's very grateful for 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 that sort of thing. Yeah. He knew as soon as I came, he thanked me for that. Even though I personally really didn't have a lot to do with that, but I was right. still you know very proud to to hear how grateful he was for the turtle room when I got there. But uh, yeah, no doubt. But yeah, it was no it was definitely an Anthony type trip. If you've ever tuned into Turtley Devoted, you know Shannon and I will go back and forth on what the like the best vacation is, and for me, it's just cramming in as many experiences as possible and putting pressure on it for no reason like like clark w griswold and then she's like my family who just wants to like she's like clark w griswold's family who just wants to like relax and and enjoy themselves and not be bothered by me and my antics so uh so anyway i was down there for it, it was an interesting actually situation because Ralph and Charlie, two people who we've had on the podcast as guests, two two really well known people in the in the turtle and tortoise world these days, uh, both got together, had a conversation, they were, and then they came to me, and Ralph was so proud to kind of present me like, "Hey, we want you to come down." Charles, hop him off for a second. Uh, he'll notice. Uh, hey, Anthony, you uh, are cutting back. I'm just going to fill in and bring you back in a second once your connection stabilizes again. Um, sorry about that, folks. He'll be right back in. <clears throat> um, there he is. Let's bring him back. All I'm right. I'm there we go. It's just happened? the way it's going tonight. So uh, since it wasn't me this fault. time, I was actually able to do something about it. So, um, yeah. Dang it. Where was I? Where was I when I went out? Nonsense. That's not my We were just getting fault, started, huh? basically. I was we were just, just getting, getting started. started. I went. Yeah, so you basically had mentioned that you that Ty was so thankful, and then you were saying it was an Anthony type trip, and it was right after that that it started getting all garbly. I'm embarrassed. You know what's funny uh, when things like that happen? You can just like do like this, 
and then everyone freaks out and thinks that you froze, but I didn't really freeze. Um, I didn't really freeze, did I? Because that would be funny. Uh, now I now I have no confidence to go on my story. So a tur a, a, sorry, if you've ever tuned into Turtley Devoted, you know an Anthony trip is one where I want to jam a bunch of experiences. Shannon wants to just relax. And uh, anyway, I, I crammed a lot into this. It ended up being a work trip. Uh, Ralph and Charlie got together and, and wanted me to come down and and uh, really badly. And then work just happened the next day to tell me that they wanted me to, to come down. So uh, it, it worked out perfectly. So I gave a presentation. I walked through the Everglades. I visited Charlie. I visited Ralph. It was a really wonderful, wonderful time. And then we met in between at, at Iguana Land as well. So... It was awesome. Can you guys hear me? I, I just have no comments oh, yeah. that, I'm, that yeah. anybody can hear. Oh, yeah. It's, it's going great. I see I a nice four bars of, of connection for you. Cool. What was your favorite thing at Iguana Oh, at Iguana Land? Um, the, I don't know if everyone has seen online, but the enclosures that have the blue, the, the metal, the blue metal panels as walls. Uh, those were my favorite thing at Iguana Land. And the reason for that is those enclosures are really natural, grown in, running water, moving water. They each have like their own little moving stream. And mm -hmm. in a lot of those enclosures, you can't see everything. So it reminds you of like uh, Jurassic Park, like where, where Ian Malcolm, played by Jeff Goldblum, is like, uh, there will be dinosaurs on this dinosaur tour. Will there not? Yeah. Uh, but that's that's what made it special to me in a lot of ways a lot of those enclosures like if you're gonna if you're gonna build a zoo based on diversity like like he's got like four four little enclosures where he's got all four types of painted turtles back to back to back to back if you're gonna have that then you know what i don't need to see every painted turtle but you have them and that's really cool and if i don't see 20 percent, maybe that brings me back to come and see him again uh, so I like that yeah, too. Sure. You know, I think we've had Ty on. I think he's really passionate. Um, I can't believe what he's put into it. And and I happened to be there right after the um, uh, right after Hurricane Ian came through and and did a number on on Punta Gorda. But um, yeah, I mean, I, you have to respect what he's doing. And uh, I think you know, I asked I, I asked myself coming out of there because a lot of people are really critical about what he does. Um, and who he is and all of that. And I think, you know, if I were capable of doing what he did, I'd probably do my best to try to do the same darn thing. And, um, you know, he may not be perfect and, and I'm not perfect, but I'm, I think that from a reptile lover's perspective, the world is a better place because Iguana Land's in it. And mm -hmm. I, I wish we had more initiatives, exciting initiatives like that, that were that were being built up. And, and I, I, you know, I, I gave him some, some feedback. I, instead of just saying, Oh man, it's so great, which, which it really was. I was able, we were able to go to lunch and I was able to give him some, some of my thoughts on some things, which, which was really important for me personally, because I'm, I'm the type of person like you, you bring my lunch out and it's still mooing or something. And I'm like too scared to tell you to take it back or that something's wrong or the thing I ordered isn't what I got, you know, like at baseline, like as a kid, but in my professional life, I've learned that you have to you have to speak up about what you believe in, but you have to do it in a respectful way. And we were able to have a really great conversation, and I was able to give my feedback on a couple of things that that I happen to to know a little bit about. 
uh, and it was great. Sorry, Chris, my 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 audio slowed down. He said, "Home I don't Alone." Know, I like, are you talking anything. about Home Alone? Home Alone Two? Hello. What is the, what is his dad's name? Damn it. This is Michael McAllister, the father. That's Home Alone Two. When he has his, what is it called? Talk Boy. Yeah, I think Michaela so. says I, that I'm fine. Thank you. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember you, which one is Home Alone Two. To be honest, doesn't, it's when he's lost in New not. York. Home Alone Two, lost in New York. Okay. okay. Yeah. It's not as memorable as Home Alone here. the original, though. What? The dad was not much better in here, here kid. Peter McAllister, the father. That's right. Yeah. I just remember Uncle Frank. Yeah, it's definitely Peter, though. You're cooking, definitely Frankie. Peter. Let's just, let's just, it, hey, we're getting towards the holidays here. Let's just make this a Home Alone 2 appreciation <laughs> podcast. Thanks to Chris, Chris D, who thinks that my, my, my audio is turned down. Maybe it's just the way I sound because mm-hmm. I had NyQuil. That's what happens to me when I have NyQuil. You know, I'm just saying, but uh, it was a really good trip. I mean, uh, not often. Yeah, not often. Not often. I just, <laughs> I didn't sleep and I needed to sleep and here we are. So it's okay. Oh yeah. You know, an- another place, um, another place people could volunteer Hold on. in Texas Hold on. would be Hold Texas on. turtles. Before, uh, all right. You know what, Steve, uh, before you finish that, if it's not about Home Alone 2, just forget it. Oh, okay. So that's the interesting piece. So if you're watching on Facebook, maybe a little, it's, it's not as good. Phil is saying that it's better on YouTube. Thank you, Phil, for checking it out. I appreciate you. Phil, I have to tell you, you sent me reptiles magazines. See those? So I've been writing for reptiles update time. Ready? Story time. Sorry if my audio gets slow, but I have to tell the story. Uh, so reptiles has changed a lot new paper it's got new paper now it's it's odd a lot of people i'm not sure about it uh i've been still writing for reptiles i like writing for reptiles i can still remember getting reptiles magazine for the first time from a store and just being like oh my gosh this is so cool these people know so much and never even thinking that one day i could write for it so i really i'm i still have that kind of respect for the magazine all these years later and i still like to write for them because i think it gets the word out about certain species to a different audience than than we normally reach so anyway i I enjoy it i still do it but um they stops getting so the, the editor doesn't get copies of the magazine anymore which i found maybe a little bit hard to believe but um they can't they haven't been able to send me any copies so i have to subscribe but i wasn't subscribed for a while. So I missed several of my articles. Like there's, there's several articles that I've written where people were like, Hey man, nice article on mud turtles. And I've never seen it in print and can't get it. Cause you can't buy back issues anywhere. So I'm like trying to find somebody. So Phil, you're a good man. You're such a good man. Sent me magazines that just came in the mail today, right before we went live. So I'm really excited about that. You're not getting to Barnes and Noble when you know they're coming out. Well, it's weird. Like, I don't necessarily remember exactly what months are coming out or whatever. And and most of the time I get there, but there's been times that I haven't. One time I got there and I was too late. Like, I don't know if they sold out or what. And then I asked the people at Barnes & Noble, like, do you have these in the back or what do you do? And they're like, no, we just donate them. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) 
need to donate them to me. I'm going there and spending $7 an issue every time. Listen, man. You'd, yeah, you'd figure for the article, you'd at least get a free free copy, you know? Yeah. They still pay a small amount for writing. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I don't I don't care about that. I'd rather just have, like, four issues. And right. Well, exactly. Yeah. I don't write for that reason at all. Never. Do you take them out and frame them? I have um, the t- the two articles I wrote that became like the cover story for the magazine. I have those framed mm-hmm. in my office at work. Yeah, but they do. I mean, you know, no matter which one it is, they end up with these nice spreads, um, like with the title and the photo. Here you go. Now, what's funny about this is that's a hybrid. And I sent him the photos when he was going to run the article. And I said, let me know which photos you want to use and I'll, I'll write captions for them. And then he just ran the article. So it's a hybrid turtle okay. that leads leads the Chinese box. The, the photo that leads the Chinese box turtle article yeah. is is the hybrid from Chris's, from uh, the one that Chris has, Chris Leone. The mix one? I'm sorry, what was that, Kev? Mix one? It's it's the hybrid one. I don't know what you're asking, but the the hybrid, the the red dragon, the the Chinese box turtle. It's mixed with the uh, the uh, Ryuku black breasted leaf turtle, the red looking one. I don't know what you're saying because I can't hear you. So you can put it in the chat if you want to. And yes, Chris D, uh, we can all agree that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Absolutely, one of the best Christmas movies. Unique in its own right. Oh, Kevin was saying Japonica. People probably heard you, but I couldn't. I couldn't tell what you were saying. I don't Thumbs like these technical difficulties. I don't. I, think I don't like these technical difficulties. Where I live. It, yeah, I it think it's be. internet too, but I don't know. It seems weird that it normally internet causes more video problems than audio problems, and yours are audio problems, which is really unusual. So. Yeah, I, I've got a new headphone since last one. A new iPad. I'm embarrassed. We got to get it together. Vote you off the island. Kick you out the condo like Pam. That's a Martin reference. Good. Apologize to everyone publicly. Kevin just apologized in the chat, everyone, just in case you missed it. Just saying. And then, gosh, less than two weeks, week and a half is the TTPG conference. Turtle and Tortoise Preservation Group. Who uh, Who's going? Anybody going? I want to hear in the chat. Are you going? Kevin's not going. What's funny about this is, really funny story that goes along with this. Kevin was all over me for about two years. Like, TTPG 2022. TTPG 2022. Telling you, man, we're going. It's official. We're doing it. And um, he's not going. After all that, we're, we're, we're renting an RV. I'm, I'm bringing my whole family. Anthony, you going to bring your family? Uh, if I, I may, if people may. out there can hear me, it happened. Uh, it was absolutely vacation was planned. We were going there 100%. We were going to fly. Uh, we were going to do, do like three drive over to Arizona. 
uh, and then I get, um, and, and he says, you, you can't. So, so I had to shift it by home before Friday conference. It didn't make sense for me to go to Arizona for like, like one travel that way through car. So, so we'll talk about this offline. I'm disappointed. Yeah. I'm going, yes. I'm flying down Thursday morning and I'm coming back Saturday mm -hmm. earlier. So I'm only mm -hmm. really gone for less than three days. I'm only gone for two nights and it's, I'm still going to get the whole meat and potatoes of everything. Uh, so yeah, you're right, Chris, we do need to have an East coast version of something. Cause there's not really much that happens on the, in the Northeast area anyway. And there's a lot of people up here, but, um, yeah, I, I think I was able to talk Mark DeSilva into going. He's he's one of the people I mentioned that he's going. Uh, I see some people who are speaking that are making comments, which is awesome. I think that's what you need to do, Kev, is if you were asked to speak and you tell work like ahead of time, like six months in advance, like, hey, I'm going to this conference and I'm speaking at it. Here are my dates. Like, I don't know. So I feel like that's tougher for I'm, me to say no to. Get out of like the retail portion of my business trainer and and looking to some other avenues as well this wouldn't be an issue this is because it's like all, all big sales weekend nonsense yeah but that's that's ridiculous you don't need to be there for that mm -hmm. it's your time off so like my one of my my tech my my experienced tech supervisor at the hub we have two now but one is really new but my experienced tech supervisor goes away every year during tech week. It's her birthday. Her family goes away. They've always gone away her whole life. It's not her fault that her birthday lands during tech week. It's a pain in the butt for us really. And it's a pain in the butt for her because she has to get everything ready. But like, she doesn't have to be there. Now we could be jerks and say, yeah, you have to be there, but she doesn't have to be there. Like this is an important thing that happens once a year and that you've never been to and that you've been asked to speak at. Let's go. And, uh, Dr. Tony Monahan has asked if I'm flying out of Newark, and the answer is yes. Are we on the same flight? Let me find out that you and I get to hang out in the airport together and just talk about turtles the whole time. That would be amazing. <laughs> uh, Dr. Monahan is a friend. He's a wonderful guy who I met years ago at the New York Turtle and Tortoise Society, Society meeting and um, who has been to my house and is doing an amazing, uh, doing amazing projects and traveling around in the name of turtles, which is incredible. And if I'm not mistaken, he will be the banquet speaker, which is like a crazy cool honor. Uh, I'm really, really excited about that. Um, and then uh, Tom Arbor is asking, how about a Turtle Room conference? That's very sweet. Are you going, Tony? Are you going at 6 a.m. on Thursday? Because we're on the same flight. That's amazing. How do we get seats next to each other? Because I need, I definitely need someone who I'm comfortable with sitting next to me because I'm going to be half in their seat. <laughs> If you want to be that person, we could sleep with our heads together. Tony, yes. We're on the same flight, bro. This is incredible. Oh, incredible. I love it. Yeah, I remember I got to hang out with Anders Rodin in an airport after a turtle conference. That's sick. That's sick. I love yeah. it. I'm sorry to say it that way. I'm really tired, but that's really cool. I will say I, I I think that our organization is, is plausible. Why wouldn't it be? 
Uh, resources. We don't have resources to host an, uh, an in-person conference. The, the, we'd have to charge everybody way more than they'd want to pay to attend. Really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin. I mean, I mean, I, I just figure we could rent uh, like I mean, a banquet hall. Uh, yeah, and then you gotta like that. That isn't cheap. Depending on how many, and you gotta guess how many people you're gonna get, or limit it based on the size of the hall you get. And then if you're gonna do a convert, like if you're gonna rent it for multiple days, and then there's providing like breaks and all that other stuff that normally happens. You know that food or the snacks and you know all those other things and internet because the hotel's gonna make you pay for that if you want to use it and all their tech and whatever else. So yeah, that's so- up. Like, like the TSA does not make money on their conference. It isn't cheap. They yeah. don't charge. I mean, they, they, they charge like for TSA members, it's like 200 plus for non-members. It's like 500 and they still don't make money on it, you know? So like, so know, one, sadly, one thing that I like about our organization here. So theoretically for anyone, if this is plausible at all at some point, Maybe and everybody that wants to go, we it's split up. It's a conference that we can have have in like organ. We would need to help paying for everything. Potential. Maybe I should talk to off, offline instead of online. Yes. Yes. Sorry. First of all, yes. First of all, yes. Offline. Second of all, stop embarrassing us. Third of all, <laughs> we're trying to do. I'm just totally kidding. I'm just making fun of you because you're Kevin Minto. Uh, the 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 point is to come up with things that don't exist already too. So like, you want a good turtle conference on captive breeding? TTPG exists. Uh, the right. the 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 conference. What what is the TSA conference actually called, Steve? Because I mess this up all the time. The well, it's, yeah. So it's the symposium on the conservation and biology of tortoises and freshwater turtles. Because it's not just the TSA conference. Everyone calls it the TSA conference, but it's not. So, right, but it's, so that conference also hosted have, by the TFTSG. <clears throat> right. And it has, it, it, it does have, does it still have a, co- a captive component, Steve, that you know Yeah, of? there's, 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 there's always some bits of captive component to it. Yeah, there's always yeah. at least some. So, I mean, that's there too, yeah. but then also the research-based stuff and everything. And so, so that already exists so like and and you know i'm actually one thing that i that i do with folks quite a f- i've done with folks quite a few times now is folks who who have started their own nonprofits who have asked me over the years about kind of what they can do with with their nonprofits what direct in in what direction they can go and that sort of thing is you know think about what you can do that is unique um and because what sets you apart is going to be uh, that thing that you can hang your hat on, that thing that you you can use to, you know, work towards donations and, and that sort of thing and actually making a, a measurable difference. So, you know, with groups like the Turtle Conservancy and the TSA and the TTPG doing so many wonderful things, that's something that we've had to think about for a really long time. So uh, I think with the conference situation, that's that's something that that falls right in line with that as well. And Kevin, I don't mean to give you a hard time. Like you're, you're, you're the best. There's, we can absolutely talk. I think our transparency is something that we are very proud of too, for our group. It's like, you know, we've been, we've been out there like, like our YouTube videos from the very beginning. Like if you want to have a laugh, go and watch the YouTube videos from 11 years ago and, and 12 years ago. Like it's, it's really comical. Some of that stuff, but 
it's you know it's out there it's it shows the progression and and how things have have changed so That's an interesting thought. Dr. Monahan says, I'm oh, sorry, Tony, I keep calling you Dr. Monahan, but I just feel like respecting you. Um, <laughs> he says, make a turtle conference for the mainstream population who love turtles and maybe don't know too much about them. Well, I, I think it's interesting that's that you really mentioned that because you're, you're, uh, that's really something that I think you've taken a lot of interest in and, and yeah, I'm excited to see sure. where you go with that, but I'm happy to discuss things. Um, more with you offline as well. Me, you, and Kevin can have a, a chat since we're going to talk offline. Isn't that fun? I tried to, this is amazing. This is like, couldn't have worked out better because I wanted Mark De Silva to, I, I kind of peer pressured him into going and then was really trying to get him to come to uh to come to newark and fly out of newark with me so i had somebody to talk to so now i'm going to be sitting there tony do me a favor get there get to get to the newark airport at like 2 a.m so we could talk so we can just talk turtles together that'd be great this is going to be terrific cool well we're over an hour now i think we did pretty well with this one uh considering the technical difficulties that sort of thing i hope people could still hear me um, but, uh, yeah, thank you so much for, for always tuning in, uh, for, for everything that you, uh, provide, you know, in the chat while we're chatting and, and, and being there, uh, for us through, through all of this, for those of you guys who have been listening for a really long time. Uh, we're looking forward to kind of updating the pod, the podcast and our other podcasts kind of, uh, we're talking about new new directions and, and new changes and that sort of thing and everything. So we're really excited. So uh, more to come on that in the future. Uh, for those of you who will be at the TTPG conference in less than two weeks, look forward to seeing you. And for everyone else, we look forward to seeing you uh, in in a month. Yeah. Hey, in, for any area or San Diego area, I'm going to be out there next interesting setups that you'd love to have, have on video. I'm going to check them out. So uh, reach out to me, uh, I guess. It's under Piaggio. Type it in the chat, Kevin. Type it in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> to make sure. <laughs> we both can't hear him. He sounds but yet nobody, no, nobody in our audience says they're having trouble hearing Kevin Minto. So I'm going to assume that they're hearing him, but just in case... Like, yeah. uh, let's type that important information in the chat where people can see it a little bit easier and come back to it for sure. Yeah. And Herp Nerd. I keep hearing a weird underwater echoey type thing that's happening. It's, it's really epic. It's a new one that I haven't heard. Oh, yeah. They're all saying they can't hear him. He's a mess. Oh, okay. Now they are. Okay. He's a mess. They were just being nice to you before, Kevin. They feel bad because I always give you such a hard time. They don't want to pile it on. Makes sense. Compound the issue. Yeah. Yeah. Tony said, can't hear him. <laughs> it's classic. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe we made it through. And and didn't even embarrass ourselves once, except the whole time. Okay. I'm putting us out of our misery. Everyone who, who tuned in, appreciate you. Thank you so much. See you next time.
Deuces. Don't forget to get your calendars. $1 off through November 8th, which is tomorrow. Uh, after that, they go up a dollar. You can still get them. Uh, you know, we'll have them. We'll be shipping them after Thanksgiving. All right, guys. Have a good night. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you, Kevin. Love you both. Love you. <laughs>